Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. My name is Umar Hamid. I'm your host on the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategy, and advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Just before we get started, I've got a question for you. Do you have a negative voice inside your head? We all do, right? I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the No Limit Selling Podcast, where we talk to industry leaders about how they grow themselves, their teams, and make the industry better. Today, we have Ray on the show with us. Ray, why don't you introduce yourself? You're out in Ottawa. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you very much, Umar. So I've been a realtor for 32 years. Uh, as I mentioned, I've started my exit strategy, so my succession plan, uh, which is a five-year process. So I have um, May of 2024 is going to be my retirement. I have uh, run a team of up to 24 people at the top of my business, uh, selling just over 300 homes a year, uh, putting us in the the top echelons of uh, Remax, who I spent most of my uh, career with. And um, to add to that, I've uh, been the past president of a real estate board, uh, support uh, the province by being on the uh, professional standards and arbitration committee. And then for the last uh, 15 years, I've been a real estate coach as well, working for um, Ken Goodfellow. And currently, I'm a senior coach with uh, Workman Success Systems, which I do in concert with my selling of my business. Oh, love it. So uh, do you have a team right now? No. So um, when I turned 60, I looked at finding someone that would be willing to take over my team that I could mentor and then continue an income stream and ultimately sell it. I couldn't find anyone that wanted to work that hard. So what I ended up doing was uh, looking at uh, a merger situation, which I've done. So I've mergered with uh, Joanne Gano, who uh, actually owns a brokerage in our city. And um, I made a commitment that I would spend five years working on her team as a listing specialist but my compensation model was very different than a typical uh, listing partner, mm. uh, which would actually be my payout uh, for selling my business. And then there would be an income stream for a few years after I retire, as long as I maintain my license and can receive referrals. So she's been working my database of about 1,700 uh, local clients that are in the Ottawa area and uh, hopefully a number of them will utilize her team when I um, stop working. Brilliant. So oftentimes, you know, it's kind of hard for uh, a team leader to actually sell their business. I've actually, it doesn't happen that often, right? Often they just disband it and kind of move on. It's, it's so true. My background before I became a realtor was I was an accountant and I particularly was a cost accountant. So I was a very big um believer in systems way back in the 90s, believe it or not. I uh, had systems for just about everything. Anything that was replicatable in my business, I created a system for it. And that allowed me to have the ability, one, to really scale my business to sell over 300 homes a year. Uh, 
But number two, actually have a, a really strong database, really strong systems that someone would be interested in taking over. And that's really what Joanne did. She took over a strong database as well as she incorporated a lot of the systems that I used into her business as well. So no pressure here. I'm just getting my iPad to take some notes. So, you know, uh, you have to be awesome. That's uh, that's all I'm saying. Uh, here we go. So it's fortunate that we're chatting right now today because uh, in some regards, uh, the uh, business of real estate is pretty darn simple. And then the challenging part is a mindset part. Because if you take a look at all the things you need to do, uh, picking up the phone, prospecting, presenting, getting people to say, yes, I want to work with you, negotiating, uh, not caving in on your own commissions, just all that raft of things that uh, our mindset gets in the way. So talk to me about mindset because you were leading 40 agents. What were the different aspects of mindset that you saw where you saw someone that had the ability to be a rock star, but they weren't performing at that level? How much did mindset play a role in that? Mindset is uh, number one. And uh, what I always talk to my coaching clients as well as to my team members, uh, number one, we need clarity. We really need to understand what we want to do. And then number two is we have to have that focus. You know, what are our daily success habits? Well, for me, number one is every day I've got a prospect if I want to be successful. And I can't have a day where I'm tired or I can't have a day where I've got a lot of appointments. I have to prospect five days a week. And and with that, that generates that income flow, you know, just keeping top of mind with my database. So all my calls now are warm or they're referrals from past clients. And that allows me to sell 30 to 40 homes a year independently as a uh, listing partner working two and a half to three days a week. Uh, full time and spending maybe about an hour or two those other days just prospecting. Love that. So I was doing a presentation to a Remax team in Burlington, about 100 agents in the room. And I'd ask them, you know, if uh, you were uh, more confident and bolder and fearless, how many more transactions would you do? Like, where are the areas that you get stuck? How many more transactions would you do a month? Would you be surprised to hear that the answer uh, on average was two extra transactions per month? If they could be bolder, especially in the area where they feel threatened or fear, if they could overcome that two transactions extra a month, do you think that uh, sounds about right? That would be a very realistic number. I think that, you know, any realtor should really have early in their career a goal of doing at least 24 transactions a year, which would be those two deals a month. But so few realtors actually do 24 transactions in a year. Yeah. So these agents were actually doing 24, 30, 40, but they figured. So for a good example is if they were reluctant to ask for referrals or do it consistently, they said by not doing that, they were missing out two transactions a month or by not prospecting in the way like you do it diligently. They do it sporadically because fear comes up, two transactions missing out of their pocket that goes into another agent. So here is a a question for you, uh, Ray. Where are the common areas where realtors struggle? Like realtors can be good at one area, maybe not another, but what would be the top five areas that you you could highlight for us where realtors struggle? Well, I think the, the first one is consistency. You know, everyone has a phenomenal day, Mm. but very few realtors have a phenomenal week, a phenomenal month, a phenomenal quarter, or a phenomenal 12 months where they can say at the end of the year, right. 
I was consistent throughout the year. So that would be the first thing. The second one is probably more so in the last 10 to 15 years than ever in the past. It's all the distractions. You know, how many realtors go into the office at, you know, nine or 10 o'clock in the morning and jump onto emails, jump onto texts, return phone calls, but they really don't do any money-making activities. They're basically reacting as opposed Mm -hmm. to being proactive. So that's another real challenge that most realtors have. You know, they go home at the end of the day and said, I didn't accomplish anything that I was hoping to do. I think the thing that probably brought the most clarity was when my daughters were probably about five and six years old and I came home from work and they knew what I did. And they said, did you sell a home today, daddy? And I said, no. And they said, well, then what did you do all day? Go to your room. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, that really kind of shined a light on, you know, they got it. Yeah, from the mouths of babes. So consistency, distractions, what's number three? Number three, I think systems. I think they basically fly by the seat of their pants most of the time. They don't really understand Mm -hmm. uh, the things that they need to systematize to make sure that they have a steady income. You know, they uh, they may not have a formal listing presentation or a formal buyer presentation. They may not have a pre-list kit that goes out. Uh, they don't have a formulated marketing plan that uh, outlines what they are going to do over the next 12 months and what the budget is. And then that ties into the next one when I talk about budget is most realtors don't know their numbers. And you have to remember, this is a business. We sell real estate as a business and all businesses need to know what their P&L is every month. They need to know what their cash flow is. They need to know that they're making their remittances to the government, that they're not going to get into trouble at the end of the year when they've spent all their money and have nothing to pay the government, which the government's really not that uh, concerned about the good lifestyle we have. They just want their share. Absolutely. And number five, I think number five is the need to leverage ourselves. Once you start becoming successful, an exercise that I do with all my clients and with my buyer agents is to find out what their hourly net worth is. So if you've got an agent that's working 2,000 hours a year and they made 500,000 gross commission income, then their hourly worth is $250. If you start looking at how many agents spend an hour printing uh, color feature sheets or doing things that are, you know, 10, 15, $20 an hour work, you realize very quickly the importance of hiring an assistant or hiring a buyer agent or both to leverage yourself. And that's the only way you can really see your business flourish. We don't have the bandwidth to do the $20 an hour work and consistently make that $250, $300, $500. I calculated my hourly income in 2021, and it worked out to $1,551 an hour. Do you think I print color feature sheets? Absolutely not. Yeah, so this uh, conversation has gone in a totally different direction than I thought, Ray, because... Uh 
you can tell you're an accountant because, and it is a business. And I think sometimes, actually oftentimes realtors lose sight of that. And I think uh, just looking that way is critically important. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit. So what do you think stops people from being consistent? Like what are the things that get in the way of them doing that? So I'm going to go back to the five that you mentioned and let's dig a little deeper. Well, I think it goes back to the, those two key words, that clarity, knowing what you want, and then actually implementing that clarity and that's focus. And I think where we all fall down is focus. You know, if you and I could be 100% focused every day, we would still accomplish a lot more, even though we're good at what we do. Absolutely. And just kind of going back to the clarity of uh, knowing what you want is important, but also knowing who you are is that fundamental foundational piece of where my strengths are, weaknesses, what do I really want out of this career and really spending time thinking about that. Once you got a good sense of who you are as a human being, uh, getting that clarity of what you want to build uh, just becomes even more potent. So distractions, uh, that is a huge one for everyone, including me, I'll put up my hand, because it's so easy to be uh, looking at what's happening on your phone, on your social media, on breaking news stories, on what other agents are doing. So having that discipline, which kind of goes hand in hand with it, the other side of the coin of uh, being focused when you need to be and doing the task at hand without uh, jumping to another task uh, because it seems shiner at the moment. Exactly. Personally, for me, I'm most effective in the morning. So the important things that I need to do, I do in the morning. So I get into the office, I return my emails, I return my texts, I return my phone calls. But by 930, when I'm uh, in the office and I'm focused on prospecting, I do my prospecting calls. So they're all done by the the time lunchtime comes. Uh, That doesn't mean I don't return calls in the afternoon and in the evenings. I still do that. But all the outgoing calls, the outgoing emails, the outgoing texts, the uh, personal handwritten notes, those all happen in the morning, Monday to Friday. The afternoons are for listing appointments or buyer appointments or negotiating offers and the same thing in the evenings. And then I take Sundays off, but I do work Saturday morning if I have a client that might be a school teacher or a dentist, et cetera. Mm, So I always have a down day during the week. And that doesn't mean I won't be returning calls on Sunday, but I don't book any appointments on Sunday. And that's been my family day for the last 25 years. Brilliant. You said systems. And I think one of the things that uh, where systems are bad is people have this illusion of, oh, I don't be locked down with this. I'm a free spirit. I need to do this. But people that are great at what they do, they have a system because when you have a system and I can go to Ray, the coach and say, how do you do what you do? Well, I kind of wing it. But if I go, this is my system, it's not working as well as it could. You can analyze it and say, oh, on step two, you're, uh, do this and see how it changes your results. That if I've got a system, we can improve it. If I'm just winging it differently all the time, then it's almost impossible to improve what you're doing. Absolutely. So in business, I always like to simplify things if I can. And I look at our business as really two components. It's the systems and the people. And if you have a problem, it's either a systems-based problem or it's a people-based problem. And with the people, maybe they didn't get correct training on the system, whether that's the scripts that they need to have to be an effective buyer agent or the scripts to be able to nail that listing presentation or the objection handling. Those are all part of the systems that we need to learn. 
then the the other component, the human element, is if they just don't care, then they're never going to learn uh, those systems and they're never really going to uh, succeed. So hopefully we make the right hires and we hire people that are uh, willing to learn, willing to work hard and really care about the consumer. And those people are very teachable or very coachable or both. And with that, they really succeed. You've known a lot of realtors and probably coached a lot of realtors and led a lot of realtors. What percentage of realtors would you say treat this like a business where they're looking every month at the P&L and what's going on with the cash flow? What percentage do you, would you say actually do that? There's kind of two different percentages or two different groups. There, I think, is the, the general public. So a lot of the realtors that are in my office or that are in my board. And I would be surprised if more than 20 to 30 percent of them actually looked at their financials on a consistent basis. Um, once you enter into coaching, the numbers become very important for the coach. I would say that that number probably doubles at least that you get 60% or more of the coaching clients actually looking at their numbers. But that a lot, a lot of that's driven by their coach, by their coach, you know, every month saying, okay, so where are you at? You know, what's your gross commission income? Uh, what are your expenses, et cetera? So making sure that that bottom line is where it needs to be. I've coached uh, people where their expenses ran 50% of their gross commission income, but they were paying their buyer agents a 60% split. So basically, every time the buyer agent sold something, it cost them money. And the only profit they had was the dwindling profit they were getting from their production, since there wasn't a cost of goods sold. So once we identified that, um, she went on to renegotiate everybody's um, split. So she actually ran a profitable business. Because she would generate $400,000 of income and bring home two hundred and sixty. dollars <laughs> So that, that, that's not the model we want. But because she didn't look at her numbers, she wasn't aware of this problem. Brilliant. So a uh, couple of things, Ray. Uh, one is, what's the best advice you ever received as a real estate agent? I'd have to say running a team was lead by example. Walk your talk. Absolutely. So if I want my sales team to prospect, I have to prospect. If I want my uh, team to act as professionals or look like professionals, I'm walking into the office with a suit on. Uh, you know, up to a year and a half ago, I wore a tie every day. I have polished shoes. I wear a nice watch. My car is always clean. You can't find even a gum wrapper anywhere in my car. So it's really living the, the way you want to portray yourself. Model the behavior you want. And uh, what is a mind hack or a technique you use to be more efficient or taller, better, stronger, faster? What's one thing you'd like to share that people could implement today to uh, make an impact? Okay, so this might be a little bit odd, but I'm a big believer in affirmations. So every day before I go into my office or before I put my suit on to start my calling. I say, this is going to be the best day ever. And I'm going to lead by example. So those two phrases, you know, we wake up in the morning and we can either wake up grumpy or we can wake up in a good mood. I just choose to wake up in a good mood. And 
every day of the week, there's going to be somebody that's going to try to ruin that for you. Well, I don't let them do that because people ask me often, you know, Ray, you always seem to be so positive and so happy. Well, wouldn't you rather work with somebody that's positive and happy than somebody um, that, you know, gives you the impression that you're wasting their time or, you know, they don't really care about you? So that's really important. And then my team, I want them to be proud of me. I want them to recognize that I'm the hardest working person on the team. And it creates an incredible amount of loyalty and hard work. I have a buyer agent that's been with me for 23 years. I don't know how many realtors have staff that have been me that long. Not a lot, that's for sure. Uh, Ray, thanks so much for being on the program. Uh, Solid gold advice. Dear listeners, do these things. Consistency. Get rid of distractions. Get systems that really work. If you don't know how, call Ray. He'll show you. Get a budget. Treat it like a business and leverage yourselves. Uh, That's a pathway to success. Ray, thanks so much for being on the show. I'm looking forward to our next conversation. My pleasure. Have a great day. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results. 